2: October 17, 2017, and welcome to episode 402 of the Mothership Broadcast of the WCWS Radio Network, right here on talktube.com. It is the one and the only WCWS revolution. Once again, I am Mr. WCWS Chad Hinshaw back on the line here with you as we, of course, come on tonight to bring you, of course, the best of our best talk around about everyone's favorite subject here in the Radio Network, professional wrestling. And of course, to get things rocking and rolling, we'll, of course, get things going with our wrestling news and views here, of course, which is being done by our 2017 Hall of Fame News Tag Team King Ice, represented here tonight by the Iceman, J.D. Jared DiGirolamo. J.D. is, of course, a 2015 and 17 WWS Hall of Famer, and, of course, one-third of the Raw Radio broadcast team, of course, Raw Radio, every Monday afternoon right here on TalkShoe.com. Also here tonight, ladies and gentlemen, a wrestling history and birthday here for tonight being conducted by the human Super machine, John Gross. John is, of course, the first 2016 WWS Hall of Famer and, of course, another part of the Raw Radio broadcast team. Uh, before we go any further with what we have in store for you tonight, let's bring JD and John in for what will be a very explosive and dynamic one more time, episode number 402 of the One and the Only Revolution.
3: Happy ten seventeen seventeen, everyone. indeed, indeed,
2: <laughs> and of course, here tonight, ladies and gentlemen, our live video feed is will be stemming here tonight from <clears throat> one of our groups here in the WWS table of groups. As always, of course, a group we haven't been on for quite some time. we will probably give it another try, and that is, of course, Facebook Wrestling Community. Uh, just general wrestling discussions here. Of course, just like all the other groups. Of course, and of course, tonight Revolution episode 402's two's live video feed will be coming in from that from that group here this evening. And if you want to join us on for the live video for four hundred two Revolution from FWC, of course, please join us at facebook dot com forward slash groups forward slash wrestling community united, and uh, be sure to watch us and listen to us at the same time here as we talk everything uh, around the world of wrestling. It might be. A, Few other little things here and there too, but of course you can also you can not only listen to it, but you can also uh, w- watch what's going on there as well. <clears throat> also here, of course, uh, <clears throat> if you want to join us the old-fashioned way, through of course Talkshoe.com. Phone number, as always, is 1-724-444-7444. Call ID one three eight zero five five pound and press that one if you want to chime in on anything that we have to talk about here. This evening, of course, <clears throat> here, which will, of course, include, in addition to the rest of the news reviews and, and history and birthdays, of course, we'll be talking about what happened last night on uh, Monday Night Raw, of course, leading up towards TLC here this Sunday. We'll talk more about that here, of course, later on in the evening. Um, also, across the time, a lot of the few little wrestling extras will come your way, too. So you never know what we'll have in store here tonight. But, of course, we always have a bunch of different surprises here and there. So we'll just see what happens here, of course, episode the four or 402 of Revolution. Let's go ahead and get things going here. Let's get started with, of course, our wrestling news and views. We're, of course, here tonight to be conducted by our Hall of Fame News Tag Team, King Ice. Of course, tonight, this evening, being brought to you by the Iceman, J.D., Jared D. Geronimo. J.D., what's going on in the wrestling news scene this evening?
3: Okay, first off, however, as we've been talking about for the past week, week and a half, the near few weeks, however, we have an update on the California wildfire situation, and as of today, there are six more wineries that have been destroyed by the fire, bringing the total now to 16. Five more in Napa and one in Redwood Valley join the list of those destroyed by the fire that is continuing to burn in northern California, which they hope by the end of this week could be finally controlled. But we'll definitely have to keep an eye on this story, and we will definitely be watching with interest and definitely saying prayers also for those people who have been affected by this very horrifying ordeal. Speaking of horrifying, however, however, for you non-wrestling fans, how the NBA season began tonight, however, but it began with very serious consequences, too. Gordon Hayward suffered a horrifying left ankle injury early in the game, however, and left on a stretcher, we understand. His status and how long he may be out could be season-ending already, however, as they just signed him this past summer, however, but we have not heard anything as of yet. The latest we heard just a short time ago, Brian Windhorst, however, reported, however, that the late is in a protective sleeve, however, and he did leave the arena on a stretcher. We will keep you up to date in the coming days, however, and let you know how bad the injury is. Also, later tonight, of course, Golden State will be playing Houston in Golden State in Oakland, however, at 10.30 p.m. in the late game. And, of course, that game with Cleveland-Boston, which Kyrie Irving is returning back to Cleveland after being traded by the Cavs to the Celtics earlier this summer, sees LeBron James's team up 16 at the break, 54-38. For few wrestling fans, however, now we've got quite a bit to talk about. First off, Bo Dallas and Bray Wyatt were not at Raw last night in Portland. We understand that Bray Wyatt, of course, however, has been under the weather, as has Bo Dallas the last few weeks due to some mysterious illness, however. We understand that Bo however, could be back maybe this Monday in Green Bay, in which Brock Lesnar is set to be advertised for the show, however, and will answer the challenge laid forth by him by the Punjabi Prince, however, or the Maharaja Meatball or Meat, whatever you want to call him now, or tonight in Seattle, Jinder Mahal, who, along with his boys, the Singh Brothers, will issue a challenge to Brock for the Survivor Series coming up in three weeks, however, in Houston. Meanwhile, however, earlier today it was confirmed and has been told as we talked about the story within the last week about Neville. Neville, of course, who has been very unhappy with WWE as of late, finally got his release today, however, after fighting with the company literally the last few weeks, however, following an incident that occurred shortly before, or shortly last week, involving Enzo Amore. If that's not all, however, Nia Jax, believe it or not, however, will be taking some time off as she, too, almost asked for her release last night, however, sometime either before or during the show in Portland, we understand. She was said to be very upset about something, we understand, and management said that she was really irked about something, what it was and how it all went down. We don't know all the details yet, but we understand, however, that uh, I'm not sure if she stayed at the arena for the entire show or went back to the hotel, however, in Portland. however, Of course, uh, Naya, of course, was not on last night's show. Uh, let's see, what else we got, of course, as we said, of course, there have been two more matches now listed for TLC for this Sunday, including Sasha Banks and Alicia Fox. Fox was fined last night, however, we understand, following the show, however, an undisclosed amount by WWE for laying her hands on an official during a backstage vignette, however, with Sasha Banks. At first, we thought it was a legit part of the story, but in actuality, it was reality, however. Afterwards, Sasha Banks tweeted out the following with a grin this morning on Twitter, teasing Alicia Fox about the fine, however, and making fun of her because of it. Also, of course, these two will be fighting each other on the pre-show coming up this Sunday, however, before TLC. And also listed for Sunday will be a tag team Cruiserweight matchup involving Rich Swann and Cedric Alexander against the... Jack Gallagher, the Mary Poppins, want to be at the WWE and his new protege, the man with the plan, the Brian Kendrick. Meanwhile, for you baseball fans, however, we got two big things going on tonight. The Chicago Cubs are already up one nothing on the LA Dodgers, however in game three of that series at Wrigley Field, which is going on right now. You Darvis is pitching tonight for LA while Kyle Hendricks is countering for the Chicago Cubs. And after winning eight to one last night, however, in which the Yankees however brought the bats in the lumber, Aaron Judge however served as judge, jury, and executioner today in Game Four of that series to tie up the series at two all. As the Yankees have now are back in the series with the Houston Astros with the, with that series. The Astros were up four nothing at one point before the Yankees scored twice in the seventh and four more in the eighth, including a big, including mean, a couple big plays by Judge, forcing Game Five. Game five of course will be tomorrow, I believe, either in New York or back in Houston. Of course, uh the big story in this game, of course, was starting pitcher Sonny Gray struck out four walking two and giving up one run on one hit in five innings. And it was the winning pitcher of Chad Green who went two innings plus, striking out two and giving up one hit and a run to pick up the victory before Rollers Chapman shut the door down to make it a two all series. Oh
2: my goodness indeed. Yes indeed. Big time scoring there indeed. Thank you very much, there. <coughs> Excuse me. Thank you very much, there, JD. Of JD, along with King and WOGTS, Gerard T. Smith, is King Ice, your 2017 Hall of Fame News Tag Team. and bring all the news that's fit to print. if it doesn't fit, they always find a way. Oh, one, they- one more
3: thing, sorry, but one <laughs> more thing to point out, real quick. Uh, we do have the viewership number for this week's Raw. Uh, they did 2.688 million viewers, down from 2.87 the week before. The first hour did 2.731, hour two, 2.728. The final hour, hour 2.606. Okay,
2: thank you. Oh, okay, thank you very much there, J.D. And, of course, they bring all the news that's fit to print, and, of course, if it doesn't fit, they always find a way to make it fit. And, of course, in GDS's case, super glue and duct tape, the best combination around, you cannot beat that whatsoever. All right, let's see what J you know, blooper time. Yes. Uh. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. yes. It's uh, <clears throat> time for now once again, like said, for our recent history and history and birthdays here, of course. He was Supposed Machine John Gross has it lined up here for us for today, October the seventeenth. Let's see what he has on tap. Twenty nine years ago today, which we put it, I do believe, at nineteen eighty eight. yes, for, Forbes Magazine reported the then-privately-owned WWF is worth about $100 million. Today, it is now worth around $900 million. The reports had WWE worth over $1.25 billion at the start of 2014. The disappointing WWE Network subscriber numbers caused WWE, WWE stock to take a hit during the spring of 2014. Going back to 1988, Forbes reported that Ted Turner was in talks to acquire Jim Crockett Promotions. The deal would be finalized a month later, and Jim Crockett Promotions would be rebranded as World Championship President, of course, as we always know it as WCW. 18 years ago today, I put it at, uh, let me see here, yes, 1999. WWF presented No Mercy from the Gund Arena in Cleveland, Ohio. Only 18,742 were in attendance, with a number of 327,000 homes watching on pay-per-view. Of note, this event is Jeff Jarrett's final appearance in the WWF, though contractually he was not even obligated to be there. His contract had expired the night before, and he was leaving. Jarrett at the time was the current Intercontinental Champion. What happened on that day depended on who was telling the story. WWF or WWE, whatever you want to call it, said that he held out for a huge sum of money. It was as much as $750,000, though so the real figure may be only about half of that. While Jarrett claimed he wanted the pay-per-view bonus money he believed he was entitled to, money that usually doesn't get paid out until months after the show. Either way, the result is the same. Jared would get the money and was done with the company the following night and would never return, even being publicly fired from the Monday after the sale of WCW on Raw Is War on March 26, 2001. Jared would not be in the invasion storyline as he and his father Jerry would own another wrestling business, of course, that being TNA, in June of 2002. Just to also let you know, here, folks... uh, the, uh, another 2016 Hall of Famer, The Last Kicker, Anne-Marie Rickenbach, has now joined us from our live video feed at the Facebook Wrestling Community, and welcome, of course, to <clears throat> to episode 402 of Revolution. Also on this same show here, the fabulous moolah defeated Ivory to win the, WWE, the, the WWF Women's title, the win-made moolah, at the time 76 years old, the oldest champion in professional wrestling history. This was Muo's first women's title reign since November of 1985. Wow. China defeated Jeff Jarrett to win the Intercontinental title in a good housekeeping match. Jarrett had originally defeated China after hitting her with the title belt, but the decision was reversed when it was ruled that the use of the title belt was illegal due to it not being a common household item. The win made China the first woman to win a men's championship in WWF history. The next woman that would do it after China was, would, be one of God, would be one of Godfather's hoes when she beat Crash Holly in May of 2000 to capture the hardcore title, only to lose it back to Crash Holly. The new, the new brood, known as Matt and Jeff Hardy, defeated Edge and Christian in a tag team ladder match. To win the Terry Invitational Tournament, the win gave the new brood $100,000 plus the managerial services of Terry. Also featured Stone Cold's last pay-per-view match for a while, as he took on Triple H in a no-holds-barred match for the WWF title. Austin was scheduled to wrestle at Survivor Series in a triple threat match. Let me see here, Uh, but was run down before the match took place. This was Austin's last pay per view match until the following No Mercy on October 22nd, 2000. Now, of course, I remember that match all too well. Six years ago today, we put it at 2011, WWE Raw was held in Mexico City. The main event included John Cena and Jim Ross taking on Michael Cole and WWE Champion Alberto Del Rio, with Cena and Ross winning. This was Ross's professional. Last ever professional WWE match. One year ago today, we put it at, uh, of course, 2016, in Denver, Colorado, Bill Goldberg made his return to Raw to answer Paul Heyman's challenge on behalf of Brock Lesnar by saying he had one more spear and jackhammer and one more fight left in him. This was Goldberg's first Raw appearance since February of 2004. And Goldberg's last WWE appearance since March of 2004 at WrestleMania 20, when he fought. And of course, we all know who that was. It was Brock Lesnar. Goldberg's return was complete by defeating Brock Lesnar in Survivor Series, and also eliminating Lesnar from the 2017 Royal Rumble match. But of course, he was eliminated by The Undertaker. Goldberg defeated Kevin Owens at Fastlane to once again to, to once again pick up a title, and that of course was a Universal title. But would lose the title to Lesnar. I do believe this year's WrestleMania, if I'm not too much mistaken. Uh, Ooh, and we have one birthday to report here tonight Uh, to a former member of the Chicago Bears and also, we should say, a former horseman, we should say. Happy 60th birthday to Steve Mongo McMichael. Hmm. And John says, believe it or not, that is all the history and birthdays he has for tonight. Uh, John, thank you very much, here, sir. And JD, thank you very much, sir, for the rest of the news and views here for this evening. One seven two four 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 seventy four forty four. Call ID one three eight zero five five pound. This is episode number four hundred and two of the Mothership Broadcast WWS Revolution. This is of course Tuesday, October seventeenth, two thousand and seventeen. Of course, as we said, in seventeen seventeen. I am Mr. WCWS Chad Hinchel back on the line here with you alongside the Iceman, J.D., Jerry DiGiolamo, and the Human Supposed Machine, John Bruce, both, of course, part of Raw Radio. Also, of course, uh, another uh, 2016 Hall of Famer, of course, the last kicker, Anne-Marie Rickenbach, on the live video feed here uh, this evening. Well... But, of course, as we do every single Tuesday night in Revolution, of course, everyone will get a chance, opportunities opportunity to, 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 uh, to, to um, I'll say the right words in just a moment, <laughs> to, of course, spill their guts, as they always say, and say, you know, what they felt about last night's Monday Night Raw show, uh, of course, the, the, the Monday night before, uh, of course, you, you're going to hear a lot of interesting points, you're going to hear a lot of uh, big-time rants, uh, and you might even hear a certain icebreaker tonight. Who knows? Uh, so, with that being said, let's ask, let's uh, see, who
1: wants to spill their guts first about last night's roll. John? Ah, the gauntlet laid out again to John. Okay. He's, uh...
2: <clears throat> he's, um of course, just now getting everything up here. Let's go ahead and re- start reading what he has up so far. <laughs> and so, John said he shall move on to his raw review. Angle talks about history being made, and indeed, it will be made with the stakes being raised in the steel cage match. If Reigns wins, the match for TLC will be a three on three. But if Strowman wins, Miz can find a fifth partner. And we'll find out a little more about that here, just a couple, in just a little bit, a bit. Let's see what else right here. See what else John puts up here,
1: and John said like, he said, hold on, he's got more coming up. So. Uh-oh. Uh, and did you have anything you want to mention about Raw as well while we're also hearing from John?
3: Sorry about that. It's now 1-1 in the middle of the second inning.
1: On that. Actually, uh, John
2: did bring up one little interesting thing while he's gathering up his Raw review about something interesting happening on SmackDown tonight. And normally, like I said, we normally wait till the very next evening to talk about it, but I will mention this. That apparently, for the first time in quite some, in a long time, Michael Cole is commentating SmackDown tonight.
3: Yeah, Tom Phillips is on assignment apparently. and uh, We also have heard, and I think they announced it last week, that Rowan and Harper have been given a new gimmick. I think they're going to be calling themselves the Bludgeon Brothers, if I'm not mistaken.
1: They're going to call themselves what?
3: The Bludgeon brothers.
1: Hmm. Interesting.
2: All right, John's John, a little bit more up here. Let's go ahead and read what he has to say. <coughs> mm, excuse me. So, of course, now, now John has up here a six-man tag to kick off the show and it's Jason Jordan, teaming up with Titus O'Neil and Apollo Cruz, taking on Elias, Luke Gallows, and Carl Anderson.
3: And no one wants Jordan. to walk with Elias, though. <laughs> Although they were trying to seem like the, they did do the Honky Talk Man song, though. Which was kind of funny. They tried to make fun of the honky tonk man song. Who sure did? I think uh, Elias was playing the guitar, and I think uh, Anderson was trying to sing, and gals was uh, backing him up on vocals. It was it was a little funny. I kind of I got to chuckle out of it a little bit.
2: I see. Jordan O'Neill and Cruz win over Anderson, Gals, and Elias. John believes that Jordan are going to the t- into the Titus Worldwide brand. Where Akira Tozawa is, John was was hoping he was going to
1: that he was going to stay with Apollo and Titus, but I guess he wasn't there.
2: Hmm. Speaking of cruiserweight Cedric Alexander and his newfound buddy Rich Swan. John has admitted he likes that they are teaming up, teaming out Zender and Swan. Up.
3: Oh, we did forget one other birthday too. Hold on a second, I'm trying to pull it up here. And maybe this name doesn't sound familiar, Leo Nominelli, I believe he's used to play for the Forty Niners, and he was a part-time wrestler. I think in his uh, earlier in the year, when he wasn't wrestling with the 49ers or something like that, and I think he played with some other teams in the NFL, died on this day 17 years ago at the age of 76 out of a stroke. And okay, this was a football player/slash wrestler? believe so Leo Nome and Nelly. N-O-M-L-E-L-L-I-N-I. Of course, we lost last week. Talk about football grades. Of course, Y.A. Tittle, the former Giant 49er. Of many years, of course, he is famous for the infamous photograph being down on one knee. Of course, when he uh, got busted up in 1963 when the Pittsburgh Steelers took him on in the first meeting at Old Pitt Stadium. Uh, Leo Nominelli, like I said, however, yeah, he was an American Hall of Fame uh, football offensive and defensive tackle for the Niners, and yes, he was a pro wrestler. He played college ball at the University of Minnesota. He went to he died at Stanford University. He was born in Lucca, Italy. Played 13 years for the Niners, a 10-time Pro Bowler and 9 times All-Pro Superstar. In oh. fact, his first matchup uh, was with NWA San Francisco, worked with Vern Gagne, teamed up with Vern in May of 1958, defeat Mike and Doc Gallagher. One year later, he teamed up with Butch Levy, and then he teamed up again with and defeated Stan Kowalski and Tiny Mills in July of 1960. He won his final professional matchup in May of 61, when he and Wilbur Snyder defeated Gene Kaneski, and Harold Hard Boiled Haggerty, and I think that name might ring a bell to you. He was known in the he was in the movie Mickey and Maud back in the day. Um, oh. Baracus yeah, okay. Cal, and he was also in TV shows like Buck Rogers in the 20th Century, The Incredible Hulk, and he was also in the Muppet movie. Believe it or not. Oh okay okay
2: thank you very oh okay thank you very much here, JD for that. Uh, John, you on to say about the cruiserweight tag match? Cedric gets to win over gentleman Jack Gallagher. And and what a victory it is for Cedric. Then, of course, Sasha takes on Alicia Fox. Uh, Alicia loses to Sasha and takes her frustrations out on Sasha and also shoving the referee down. And that is something Alicia shouldn't do. She definitely deserves a fine for what she did to the referee. Uh, Well, sure.
3: Yeah, she she Uh, got the fine, like I mentioned in the news, after the show, believe it or not, and uh, talking about, uh, what was it, Uh, uh, one, I know I keep bringing up news, how huh? I keep forgetting that, but there was one other news, and that they did announce that the Friday before Survivor Series, however, that tickets will go on sale for WrestleMania 34 in the Big Easy. So if all of you in the New Orleans here in the French Quarter and Bourbon Street, get ready, April 8, 2018, 4818. WrestleMania is coming back to your town. Good.
2: Okay. Uh, that's going to be a big time, especially before a big name pay-per-view like Survivor Series. And the What's going to be
3: a crazy weekend? You think about you got that? I mean, going on that Friday and then that Saturday is uh, the War Games. Sunday Survivor Series. Monday's Raw. Tuesday SmackDown. Right before Thanksgiving. There you
2: go. That's it. We can't ask for a better time than that. No. And then, of course, Enzo has his buddies Noam Dar, Area Davari, Tony Nice, and Drew Gulak. Only three weeks ago, Noam Davari, Nese, and Gulak—they were all laying their hands on Enzo, they're all putting a hurt into him, but now they are aligned with him. They gang up on Kalisto and Mustafa Ali. Now the Raw tag team out to match. Of course, John is saying, let's hope there's no broken teeth for this. <laughs> okay. Yeah,
3: apparently uh, like I said, however, I mean, they said that they had to reattach the teeth or take the teeth out and fix the teeth of uh, like we said, apparently uh, Cesaro <coughs> for what happened in that matchup a couple weeks ago. Oh, my goodness. I mean, that's two front teeth, I think it was. Oh, okay. Because last time there was
2: a tag team match, Cesaro broke his tooth after a catapult, catapult by Ambrose. Let's hope everyone kept their teeth. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ambrose redid the catapult, catapult thing again, but Cesaro was smart. He kept his teeth. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, there you go. All right. Let's see what else we got here.
1: By getting out of the by, of course I getting out of the turnbuckle, if someone John said if someone did that to him, I would kept my teeth in check to
2: see to make sure that if it was that they weren't broke. <laughs> yeah, I would agree with that, John. Every every time the bar and Rollins and Ambrose are in the ring together, it's a good match.
1: I would agree with that, definitely, 110%.
4: Okay, so we're going to overtime.
2: Ambrose and Rollins still retain the WWE tag team titles over Sheamus and Cesaro without any interference.
1: And Curtis Axel wants to prove that he's all big and bad, and he tries to take out the shield single-handedly. Good luck
2: with that, Curtis. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
1: Finn's scary promo as the Demon. We're looking to be the Demon versus Sister Abigail at TLC. John originally still thinks it'll be Finn versus Bray at TLC. Bray might make it back in time to fight
2: his sickness and take on Finn. John said because his feud right now has been red hot since Bray Wyatt got taken to Raw on the, from the Superstar shakeup.
1: John said he's got to see who, whose sister Abigail is, by the way, as well. <coughs> John heard it might be one of the NXT divas, or it could be
3: Paige. I've been hearing about one of each, actually, but I don't think... I mean, do you really want to dress... I mean, we've talked about Paige in this before, but do they really want to do Paige in this type of gimmick with her return?
2: I don't know. I mean, if someone, if they are bringing back somebody of this caliber who has been around the block here a little bit, um, no, they won't try to bring her back in style. I mean, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see what happens with that. Mickey, James, and Bailey are victorious over Emma and Alexa Bliss. Now given the fact that Mickey and Bailey may have gotten a victory, Mickey cannot beat the new face of the Divas division. Oh, I think Mickey James could probably slap slap Emma around a little bit. I it's oh, opinion. I
3: think she's done it before. Yep.
2: I uh, think she's been around the block a little bit. She still she still has it, in my personal
3: opinion. Well, I know it's early to say. Do you think she has a chance of making it number seven on Sunday?
2: That's going to be a good match. That's going to be an excellent matchup. Now, then Curtis Axel finds the shield, and now Miz is worried since the bar and Braun Strowman told him. And sure enough, Axel shouldn't have, should not have ran his big, obviously his big mouth.
4: I'll yeah. let to what
1: John says. Yeah.
4: Hmm.
1: I'll to see what else John says here. His big fat mouth. Remember what? Friend Stone Cold used
2: a. Let me, see. let me see
1: what uh, the way man cause John he's typing it up pretty darn fast here huh? so we have to give him minute here and Stone Cold used a bear trap on one of the DX members back in October 99
2: well yeah that's right the shield took a page out of Stone Cold's book by hanging Curtis Axel from a forklift oh jeez
3: yeah they had him upside down I remember and to give me an update, it is now LA two, Chicago one in the top of the third inning. Ooh.
2: Okay. Thank
1: you very
3: much, J D for that update. And see the only bright spot so far for either team. Uh Kyle Schwaber hit a homer for the Cubs and Andre Ether has found the go ahead run, however, for LA.
1: Hmm.
3: Pitching match wise, we got three strikeouts by Darvish, one run given up on three hits so far. Twenty of his first twenty five pitches have been strikes. Hendricks has thrown forty two pitches so far. He is thrown for twenty eight strikes, two runs given up, striking out three, walking one thus far through three innings. Ooh, thank you very much, there, JD. Miss says that Axel will never be was never the fifth man
2: that he still loved him. Now the question is, will there be a fifth man or will it be three on three? It all comes down to the steel cage match between Braun Strowman and Roman Reigns. Of all the rivalries between Strowman and Reigns.
3: Of all the steel cages in all the world. Yes, why you have to come into mind? <laughs> I'll tell you, you about the, the, if, if they do the slammies this year and they go back to doing that in December, that is definitely one of the feuds of the year, without question. It has been the feud of the year.
2: Oh, I would definitely agree. Okay. When and John it comes to to a head inside a steel cage. We all know what Strowman is capable of inside of, of, of inside the steel cage. Because the last time that Strowman
1: was inside the cage was when he slammed Big Show through the cage wall. Can you imagine what he might do to
2: Roman inside the cage. Uh, yeah, I I think we can all pick
1: kind of picture that a
3: Speaking of the big show, however, however, I know recently he says he's doing a lot better since he had that hip surgery. Oh, good. He said, uh, "I know he had hip surgery. I think it was. I want to say I think I heard last week. I want to say he had the surgery."
0: Mm Yes.
3: And just to give you a quick update, the Pittsburgh Penguins defeated the New York Rangers tonight, five to four, in overtime. Sidney Crosby has fourth goal of the season for the Penguins and. Geno Malkin got, I believe, a 3.92 goals and an assist. I believe Malkin got the game winner. I Just wanted to double-check here. Yes, he did. He did get the game winner one minute into overtime. So oh, my goodness. Are, uh, now, 4-2 and two on this season.
2: I'm good. Thank you. For, oh, man. Very good. Congrats, congrats to the Pins there. Thank you yeah,
3: very much, MPD. They've got together after that 10 1 blowout a couple of weeks ago. They've been playing a little bit better the past week, week and a half. They're starting to get their niche going, if you will. And see, goalie wise, Matt Murray stopped uh, 20 of 32 shots. Henrik Lundqvist stopped 28 of 33 shots
2: in the game. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, this match, like all the pay-per-view matches, was great. John's got to say, like, I, like he's been saying, Reigns versus Strongman has been, one, been the red-hot figure of the year, bar none. This probably has been fun to watch, especially with the ambulance, the last man standings, the attacks, everything. But it was nothing compared to the match they had last night. John knows Kerrangle said no interference, but Cesaro and, she- Cesaro and Shamans and Ambrose and Rollins said, screw that, we're going to interfere anyway.
1: As Rollins and Ambrose take the fight to Sheamus and Cesaro backstage. Miz locks the door and it's back to Reigns versus Stromman
2: again. This when Reigns has the upper hand, send excuse
1: me. not 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 that. Suddenly uh fire I believe it I believe it John things fire appears, I believe. Let me, let me let me see here.
2: Fire appears on the stage, and then we hear a
1: music we, we've never heard in a long, long time, and that is Cain.
2: And somebody we've never seen in a long time. Big Red Machine, Kane, Kane uses his surprise entrance like always by putting a hole.
3: Like the... Kane's like the Geico commercial hour. I will have nachos.
1: Mm-hmm. We don't have tater tots. I will well, have nachos. Mm-hmm. In the ring, Kane did what what the Undertaker did at in your house,
2: 1996, when Bret Hart took on Diesel for the for the WWF title. Of course, Undertaker appeared through the ring. Of course, we all we've seen that happen many, many times. And that that's one of the coolest things they can do is just go through the ring like like, like that, which is amazing.
1: and dragged diesel through the deaths of darkness when Roman Roman sphere Strowman, Roman felt like he saw a ghost. Now John knows what this what this goes to. It probably goes back to the night WrestleMania thirty three when Reigns beat the
2: Undertaker at WrestleMania. Miz hired came for revenge to get his hands on Roman Reigns, and Miz did pretty well.
1: In came we have not seen we have not seen him since he was on SmackDown Live.
2: Yes, Kane's been in the business for 20 years, so WWE
1: acknowledged that. But Kane being back and joining up with the Mr. Taraj.
0: Hmm.
1: John can, under, can understand why Kane's back to get his redemption or Roman Reigns or what Reigns did to the Undertaker at WrestleMania. What? <laughs> but this is not
2: the king that would join the misturage not with Miz having a stacked team at tlc it spells from bad to worse for the shield
1: Shield, yes, they've beaten the odds before, and they won their debut match at TLC over, of course, Team Hell No, because that was Daniel
2: Bryan and Kane at the time. But with tables, lies, and chairs, this is going to be a war. Oh, I would think so. But can the shield pull it off? John would expect someone being attacked backstage and the match might be changed to a a three on four.
0: Maybe they
1: might attack the Miz backstage and Miz can take a little bit of time off, of course, to care for his wife.
0: will come out like a French croissant
1: (laughs) but but John doesn't think a forklift hang hang would do the trick maybe lock him in the trunk and John said that's all he's got for Monday Night Raw John thank you very much big time thoughts here of course, talking about last time's when Night, night Raw show, of
2: course, leading in to TLC this Sunday. More talk about that here in just a moment. But now, ladies and gentlemen, uh, as I heard this man say earlier this week, or earlier today, I should say, uh, I did notice a little bit that the ice was melting somewhat. Uh, yes. Uh, but... Uh, but I, I, I happen to notice that it was cracking a lot more than it was melted, in my personal opinion.
3: It might so, be this week. You never know.
2: Okay. Well, and, and this because I'm still so going to advertise it as, as, as this. Yes. Uh, it's time, yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, for the Iceman to deliver an ice breaker yes. about Monday Night Raw from last night leading up to TLC.
3: KD, please go ahead and
2: proceed. Well
3: we were well here we go again. Uh we were in the city of Portland, Oregon, the City of Roses at the Moda Center last night, however, and of course we had our three man team, of course, of Graves, Booker, and Cole. Now we saw Kurt Angle, of course, make his entrance, and of course, who should uh cut off Kurt, however but our favorite trio of Roman, Seth and Dean. And then all of a sudden, who decides to show up, if you will, by running his mouth, however, and once again finding a way to be a little arrogant, narcissistic toady, if you will, however, but none other than Ms. Seamus Cesaro and company. So, uh, from there, we had a very interesting development go down, however, if you will, however, at the start of the show, however. Now, I just had this a second ago, so bear with me, folks. Anyway, it was a very interesting thing that was announced, of course, mind you, at the start of the show, or it was announced because of this, however, and that was because apparently Kurt said, however, that The Miz once again was playing his stupid games, however, mind you, however, and as a result, however, we heard that tonight's main event will be, of course, a steel cage match between Roman and, of course, Braun Strowman. Then we go to our first match of the evening of Jason Jordan, the tightest worldwide brand of O'Neal and Cruz, versus the Club Boys, the Good Brothers, and the most annoying little pissant around with his guitar, Elias, once again acting like a complete and utter douche. I will say the gals and Anderson trying to sing the Honky Tonk Man scene was pretty funny, however, but uh, they also started singing another new song entitled Jason is a Nerd. Okay. Like, we are tired of hearing the nerd jokes over and over again, guys. We really are. Seriously. Anyway, Jordan, O'Neill and Cruz end up beating Elias, Gallison Anderson as a result of this. And because of this, neither of these six guys are on the show this Sunday unless they throw them on at the last minute, maybe before the show or during the show as an extra bonus match. To fight each other once again I will be surprised But all six of these guys Are not going to be on the show This Sunday But like I said With the whole Jason is a nerd thing I think everyone's getting tired Of hearing the same thing Over and over again If you ask me Then of course We show a video of Asuka Who of course will be making her debut This Sunday of course And then of course Renee interviews Emma Who says she's sick of hearing about Asuka And so continues to boast that she started the women's revolution mind you and then says she beat four of the toughest women in the world last week and is a social media superstar then who shows up but biscuit but herself the blonde bimbo Barbie doll fake wannabe Miss Bitch Bliss herself Alexa and of course, as a result, she praises them and thanks her for starting the revolution. And once again she accuses Mickey James of body shaming by referring to her as a biscuit butt. Okay, Alexa, what have you done the last few weeks besides run your mouth and doing old senile tasteless jokes, however, in insulting Mickey James? You tell me you're not shaming anyone? Yeah, I didn't think so, honey. You were. Anyway, we then go to our next match, the Cruiserweight match, involving Cedric Alexander taking on Jack Gallagher, the Mary Poppins umbrella nerd, if you will, with his boy, Uh, The greasy, oily, slick man himself, however, the man with the plan who has not done much, however, as of late, and it's a shame that he has not done much lately because they could be doing so much more with this guy except making him like a mentor-slash-coach. He should be getting some matches and some TV time as far as entering ability, but right now it seems like they have nothing for him to do, and that is none other than Brian Kendrick. Then, of course, we have the Miz TV segment, however, mind you, and, of course, uh, we see uh, Braun Strowman come out, of course, and join them. how. And then Kurt Angle tells them, however, that uh, Miz continues to stack the deck against the Shield. And, of course, Miz told her tower they wanted a fifth partner. But it was nice for Kurt to tell the Miz for once to shut the hell up, because Miz continues to just run his mouth almost every week on a continuous basis. And then he tells Miz and his partners, however, that if Roman beats you tonight, however, you will go back to 3-on-3. But if you win, you're allowed to have your fifth partner. So, go figure there. Anyway, up next, of course, we have Sasha Banks taking on Alicia Fox. Uh, Sasha, of course, won the matchup, even though it looked like she got cut during the matchup. That was not the case. Apparently, Alicia did something to her by uh, making her bleed. When it looked like at first it was mascara, but later on inspection, if you look at it, how it was a legit cut, however, and I'm surprised they got away with allowing that on television because you know how, uh, let's just say, little uh, peeved fences, usually in the back sometimes, about the blood thing. And most of the people are. But in this case, however, we see Sasha win again, and then afterwards, of course, mind you, we saw Alicia have a total temper tantrum meltdown, however, an attack. Sasha and then hit the referee, which, of course, she later on paid the price for it because of her being fined at And, of course, she should have known the rules not to put her hands on an official. Speaking of putting hands on people, however, this leads me to one of my uh, icebreakers, if you will, let's just say, of the evening. The whole Enzo thing. I am more and more getting sick every week of hearing Enzo's yap. I am getting tired of hearing about how great he is and how he is the true cruiserweight, yadda, yadda, yada. Then, of course, you have Kalisto come out, however, when suddenly however, Mustafa Ali shows up, however, and it looks like he's going to help Kalisto, which he does. But then, just when it looked like, however, things were going to get interesting, however, with uh, Mustafa Ali and Kalisto ready to put the boots to Enzo, Enzo has backup in the form of Tony Nice, Drew Gulak, however, and his other buddy, however, uh, which turned out to be, uh, like I said, however, like I said, however, uh, I'm trying to think, uh, Arya Davari. So apparently tonight, now we have heard that Enzo and his new friend, however, are going to be taking on Kalista, Kalisto, and Mustafali on 205 Live. So there you go. And of course, once again, Enzo tells us, however, that he's the true Cruiserweight tower and that he will be coming for Kalisto and taking his title away from him. Mind you, coming up this Sunday. Yeah, keep dreaming, Enzo. Keep dreaming, because it ain't going to happen, buddy. It ain't going to happen. You're just an arrogant little toady is what you are. Uh, From there, of course, we had... uh, uh Biscuit Butt herself and Emma taking on Bailey and Mickey James. Bailey and Mickey James end up winning, which was good to see. And once again it just shows knows how that Alexa could be in a little bit of trouble maybe this Sunday possibly and lose her title, however to possibly Mickey James. And if not and she pulls it out by the skin of her teeth, which you never know, she could. She better be looking behind her looking behind her. Because, I'll tell you right now, Oscar's going to be right behind her in her face, however, after she destroys Emma. And she's going to demand, I'm sure, from Kurt Angle. Or, if she doesn't demand from Kurt Angle, she'll go up to her on Monday night, however. And Alexa will start pouting and crying and everything like that, saying, however, Oh, I got screwed. I got screwed. Wah, wah, wah. However, I deserve a rematch against Mickey. Well, that's not going to be the case here. No, 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 no. That will not be the case here. Because I have a feeling... Oscar will be the one facing Alexa. Again, that is if, and only if, and I will say this now, and I'm going to say it again, obviously, in my predictions again on Thursday too, if Alexa somehow retains the title. If she does retain the title, however, she's going to continue to brag and brag that she's the greatest thing ever, and no one else can hold a candle to her. Well, guess what, Alexa? You better wish, think, and think twice, just like Emma, your buddy. However, because I'll tell you one thing. You're going to be an over-your-head... Because Oscar's coming for you, honey. And taking that belt off your waist. One way or another. Uh, the whole Finn Balor Bray Wy thing involving Sister Abigail and the Demon is getting more and more hokier. It's stupid. It's cheesy. It's lame. I'm not entertained by it. It just makes me just shake my head. What are they doing with these guys, if you ask me? The tag match was good, I will admit. However, it was nice to see these four again have a pretty good match. However, and... Seth and Dean pulling off the win didn't surprise me. Not. Although it looked like at one time, James and we were going to get the belts back. But uh, once again, these four have pretty good chemistry, show that they have decent chemistry in them at times. It never, I mean, sometimes it does get a little old after a while with these four fighting each other. But they have had some good matches, I have got to admit. And last night was not one of their better matches, but still was good enough. It was one of the few good highlights of the evening. Then we go to the main event involving. Roman and Braun. This was a great cage match, however. I thought this was a pretty good cage match until we saw a surprise. And the surprise, however, turned out to be a guy who we have not seen, I think, in over, literally, three and a half, almost three, three and a half, almost three, yeah, yeah, about three, three and a half, three, I can't say it, three to three and a half months. The big red monster, Kane. And what does he do? He decides, however, because of what happened, however, at WrestleMania, however, he decides to take out his anger and aggression out of course on Roman, helping Braun Strowman, even though it was no DQ originally, however, to somehow some way get the win over Roman Reigns. And at the end of the night, who has the last laugh once again gloating in his gloating about this however? But none other than everyone's favorite, annoying little reality, story, reality former reality show, Little Bitch Boy, The Miz. Saying, it's now going to be five on three, as I projected her. Now, I'm sorry. I think this was a mistake. This was a total, I mean, mistake. If they wanted to put someone in that match to do some damage and have history with either Roman or Seth, and even even though he hasn't had history with this guy yet, however, Dean, why didn't you pick Samoa Joe? Why didn't you take a chance and roll the dice and go after someone like Samoa Joe? You could have done so much better by getting a decent guy like Samoa Joe, even though you have a big guy in however, huh? You could have also gotten another big name uh, guy who can really do some damage in the form of Samoa Joe, considering he has history with both Roman and Seth, however. But no, you figure, oh, let's bring 46-year-old Kane, however, out of his little mayoral-ship, if you will, running of the mayorship, ship if you will, and give him a chance to get one last big fleeting moment of glory by joining up with Miz, Braun, Cesaro, and Sheamus. Well, I have a feeling that there's going to be something happening as far as that goes. Again, Michelle has said this before in the last week, week and a half or so, a couple of weeks. I think you're going to see that match either change to going back to three-on-three three somehow, some way, or it could go down to four-on-three, with someone being taken out of the match, whether it be The Miz or whether it be someone else like maybe someone like uh, Cesaro and James. But again, you never know. But I think The Miz being in this match on Sunday, just you don't need him. You don't need the little bitch, however, in the team captain to be the leader in this matchup. If you're going to take someone out, however, out of this matchup, however, then you have to take The Miz out of this. If you want to have... Two good guys in two big strong bulls in Kane and uh, Braun Heller and two of the tag champions, formerly Heller, lead the charge. Fine. I'm for that. But if you keep the Miz in the team and still make it 5-on-3, then it's going to be a recipe for disaster. So yeah, all in all, it wasn't a bad show. It could have been a little bit better. They did improve slightly this week, but we can only say one thing about this week's show that was good, Heller. No Cruiserweight main event. Thank you.
2: All i got to say, is, ladies and gentlemen, is wow on that. Uh, now, J.D., if I may mention here, John didn't mention one point, the talking about the last time that anybody saw Kane, uh, he says actually it was last November when he was on SmackDown, or what could have been in December.
3: Uh, you might be right, John. If that does sound right to me, but I thought I also had seen him before WrestleMania, or sometime after Mania, For a brief couple weeks, however, unless they were just not advertising, unless they advertised him and at the last minute yanked him off the show. You could be right, though. I mean, like I said, it has been a long while since we've seen him. But the big thing is, though, however, like we said, however, uh, considering the last time he was on TV, whatever that that was, however, how much shape is he in since the last time he was in, how much of uh, solid shape is he in? and, And he... I mean, he's had a. Can he still wrestle? That's the thing. Can he put up a good fight and at least uh, put up a good effort? I mean, put up a decent effort on Sunday. That's the big question. I mean, I mean, I'm not saying age is a number. I'm not saying age is a factor. But I mean, here's a guy who's been out of the ring for quite a while and. A lot has changed since we've last seen him on television. We've seen Jenner the champion. We've seen Bobby Rue come in. We've seen uh, other things happen. I mean, the whole Brock Lesnar thing and Samoa Joe thing happen. And like I said, it has been quite some time since we've seen him in the ring. But the thing is, does he have it still to go out there and perform? And can he give it his all? I mean, I'm sure he can. And I'm not saying he can't. But like I said, teaming up with guys like Cesaro, Cesaro I say Cesaro, Cesaro, Sheamus. Can, can he can he really get along with his teammates, you know? And what's more, can he trust a big guy like that's almost like him in a way in the form of Braun? Can he trust Braun and let uh, not really let uh, Braun hog all the spotlight away from him? Or is there gonna be some friction in that team? We're gonna have to wait and see. Okay. Uh JD, thank you very much
2: for your big time icebreaker, of course, of uh last night's Monday Night Raw show. Of course, We're looking forward to tomorrow night on um, on the Wednesday edition of Revolution where of course you'll dish out one all about all about uh, uh tonight's SmackDown show. Uh John also mentions here Strowman counterminds him of the Canes of nineteen ninety seven, where Kane would go out and destroy every everyone in his path. Yeah? He kind of reminds me of that to a to a degree.
3: Well, that's the thing. Do they really want him to go out that way and close out his career that way? If they've got plans for him to do that, and if they do, however, um, does he go after a specific belt, like say the Universal Title, in the form of Lesnar? Depending on what happens with Lesnar, does he uh, feud with someone like John Cena? Does he feud someone with like Rollins? You know, we'll have to wait and see. Obviously, in singles competition, but, like said, so does he go after someone like maybe Cena? Again? one-on-one, or does he go after someone like maybe Brock, you know, time will tell.
2: Well, uh, yeah, we'll have to wait and see on that. Good point there, J.D., thank you very much. Uh, John says he has some thoughts about the new WWE 2K18. I think
4: that came out
2: uh, today, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, uh, John, if you had, if you want to leave,
1: go ahead, let's, let's hear your thoughts about uh, about WWE 2K18 here. And while, he's doing, and while he's gathering up his thoughts about 2K18, I uh, just want to remind everyone, of course, this sun,
2: talking about TLC, of course, coming up this Sunday, of course, on the WWE Network. Uh, of course, at 5 o'clock this Sunday afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, will be, once again, a special edition of WWs Revolution, as, of course, we'll be talking about <clears throat> WWE TLC 2017. Of course, as always, we'll be talking about all the matches that will pop up, of course. They probably have, have had on a couple since the last time we checked on this. Uh, but of course, well, I we did
3: something. hear, like I mentioned, and uh, I mean, they did mention two more. Obviously, of course, which is, of course, the pre-show match involving the boss, Only Fox. Again, hopefully, uh, like I said, however, this time we won't have the meltdown, temper tantrum, crybaby antics of One Alicia Fox pouting and everything like that. But like I said, after she got fined last night for what she did. However, hopefully she's learned her lesson. We'll have to wait and see. Again, if you go back and watch that match, however, and I like I said my uh, icebreaker, I think if you go back and watch that match again, there was a time in the match, however, I think, I don't know if it was Alicia scratched Sasha above her cheek and near her lip. You could tell she was bleeding. I don't know if it was maybe it was maybe from a back elbow that somehow happened, or she must have done something in the match that caused her to bleed. But like I said earlier, I would imagine, and I'm not sure if I can say if it's accurate or not, I don't know if there's been talk, if Vince flipped out about the whole thing backstage, or if there was uh, some talk about after the show that went on, how her involving Sasha, if she needed stitches or whatever. But like I said, how I know, as we all know, how they've been PG throughout this whole, uh, this latest, PG run, however, that's been going on forever and a day, but at the same time, I'm sure there were some people last night kind of saying it was probably nothing to worry about, but uh, if I'm WWE, I would look at this a little bit carefully, because I know they're trying to curtail blood in some of their shows, and as far as TV goes, and in their- how shows as well, but last night it looked like how I don't know if it was just an accident. Again, I think it was maybe an accident. I'm just saying this could it could have been, but if it wasn't an accident, it was legit. However, there could be uh, some repercussions coming out of maybe from Alicia because, like I said, I think she may have gone a little off. Uh, let's just say off her rock last night, giving Sasha a nice little welt across the lip and the mouth last week. So, she, like I said, Sasha was, like, rubbing her thing after the matchup. You could tell that uh, she was licking it, and it was legitly cut. So it was very interesting to see that.
2: Absolutely. And, of course, we'll talk a little bit more about that, plus other things, of course, leading up to, to TLC. Of course, this Sunday afternoon at 5 p.m. right here on TalkShoot, call ID 138055-POUND. Right, I do believe, yes, uh, our live video feed will be coming from our tribute group to Lucha Underground.
4: Lucha Lucha,
2: US. Lucha, Lucha, That's it. Uh, Lucha, Lucha Underground, Lucha U.S. Ultimate Underground. And, of course, like I said, uh, we'll hopefully have everyone on to uh, 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 you know come on and like see, give their t- take on everyone. And, of course, as J.J. did say, this Thursday on Wolfpack, we'll hear from him and John from their predictions for this Sunday's TLC event. Uh, let's see what John has to say about 2K18. I'm sure we're all dying to hear all this. Let's hear John goes, is, is is actually talking about some of the stuff he's done on this game here, which is quite fascinating. The new game, WWE 2K18, Well, once again the 2K people have, have, have done it again. Of course, the, he says the My Career mode is good. He, he, you can also create your own match. There's also an eight-man tag team matches and also eight men at the Royal Rumble at the same time. John said he has played My Career he won, and now listen to this, J.D., this is him playing the game, okay? All right. He won the NXT title over Bobby Roode, and he retained How it How dare over, you win
3: over Mr. Glorious, John? And he
2: retained it over Cassius Ono. okay? He joined up with the Raw brand where he lost to Mark Henry and the Big Show, but was able to get a win over Braun Strowman. Uh-huh. And, Triple, and Triple H yelled at him for it, and that forced him to go to Daniel Bryan SmackDown where he's currently uh, uh, feuding with Dolph Ziggler in a best-of-five series match.
3: Well, speaking of Dolph, I know he had that match tonight. Of course, we'll mention it tomorrow night, obviously, however, on uh, SmackDown Recap. He did have that rematch tonight, supposedly, however, with uh, Bobby Root. And with Dolph, Bobby Root and him, were supposed to fight tonight. And also, we had uh, heard that there was a great main event tonight involving, however, mind you, it was, uh, what was it, however... Uh, it was Randy Orton and Nakamura versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn.
2: Oh, that was, that was right that's, that's, that's going to be a very interesting match. Seeing Owens and Zayn probably team up for the first time in probably quite some time, of course. Mm-hmm. So that that's going to be very unique to see. We'll definitely talk more about that in big detail here tomorrow night. Uh, John says, as for the unlockable superstars, you, of course, have to... He uh, said VC... Uh, purchase them, of course, and he's gotten all of them. He bought them. Oh my lord! He bought all the unlockable superstars, including Goldberg. The game, the game tag says, "Be like no one," and it is like no one. WWE and 2K Sports has outdone themselves. They even got old school stars he can play, from Greg Valentine to Tonka, Papashengo, the Godfather, Von eric's the Freebirds, Ivory, Jacqueline, Psycho Sid, and others. <coughs> and that. No, I'm just picking. Uh, I'm sorry. Um, Of course, we've actually used a lot of these guys in in some of the matches that we actually did for uh, um, the fantasy matchups. Of course, the videos that I found off of YouTube uh, and made some fantasy matchups here. Of course, he says, guys, this is the largest roster in WWE video games history. Yeah, sounds like it. (laughs) If it ever could be larger than that.
3: Hmm. Well, I'm sorry,
2: J.D., You were saying.
3: I'm sorry. No, I said it sounds like it, though. I mean, it really does.
2: Yes, indeed. I mean, ima- imagine and
3: um, you know, you know,
2: and, and remember what we've talked about with Michelle. You know, she's mentioned about possibly at some point maybe getting this game for 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 our our, our young our young warrior, of course, as as we call him here. Uh, you know, asking. I'm I'm thinking about passing along this list of matches that we've done. And and get and have her to, to let him look him over and have him perform these matches on this game and see how they would turn out. I would love personally to see this myself personally. Yeah. But I uh, mean um, that would be something to see. Of course, I, of course, um, of course, I've seen them. I and you know, if you've seen those red box kios
3: where you get because I know back, back right down by, down by the Kick bus. K- I know they haven't most uh get goes or something like that or Shine Eagles like up here on Pittsburgh though.
2: Yeah, they they got that they got that game in the red boxes now. Oh right. Nice. Um, yes. Um this John says the game is awesome as always. With that being said, that is all for his review of W E two K eighteen. John, an excellent review, and I don't think those videos on YouTube could have done this justice. I mean, it's no, the first, I mean, first... I mean,
3: because I mean, every time we see the tr- video, like we see it on different shows, I mean, it's like I said, it does definitely not do justice because I heard it's supposed to be a very sweet game.
2: Yes, It is. I've heard a lot. Of them. And John, John, John oh. says he can talk about histories and birthdays, his raw review and the 2K18 review. But, but now, speaking of WWE 2 k 18 John says the game is waiting for him.
3: All right, John, have fun, Howard. Don't let Daniel Bryan fire you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't.
2: Yeah, don't. Uh, by the way, John, I'm, I'm I'm anxious to ask you before you go. Um, are you playing as a? Are you? Did you create your own superstar, or are you using another superstar anyway for your? That, I was
3: just going to ask that same question. Yeah. Yeah, I want I
2: want like to know. Now, which one is it, John? Who is it? Who are you? Are you?
1: Oh, he, cre- oh, he created. Oh, he created his own. Yeah. Uh, what's his name,
3: by the way? The Shieldbreaker. The shield breaker. I'm thinking the Shieldbreaker has to be.
1: Oh wait a minute. He he
2: called it. He called. He, he gave it his. He gave. He gave that that created superstar his own name. So, so John, it's called John Gross. Is that what you're saying? You didn't give a a you didn't give it a name or anything like that.
1: He calls someone like the dead man mauler. you always talk
3: about. Let's oh the be right back.
1: Oh, oh okay, JD. Uh,
2: but uh, well, well, that's awesome anyway, John. I mean, just your own name. Okay, all right. Well, but well, like I said, you sound like you're doing well with it. Like I said, I hope that game does turn out very well. And I hope you're able to beat a lot more stuff on it and get a chance to face a lot of these legends here. So, But definitely have fun with that here, John. And uh, we'll, uh, and like I said, uh, <coughs> we'll, um, okay, all okay. right. Go go go! have fun with it there, John, and we'd love to hear a little bit more about it here. If you'd like to give us some updates about how you're doing with it, please feel free to, when you come on, to do that. Okay. All right, John, we'll talk about you later. Ladies and gentlemen, the human surplus machine, John Gross, first, the, uh, First 2016 WWS Hall of Famer, and of course, like we said, one-third of the team that brings you WWS Raw Radio, everybody
4: else
2: right here on TalkJew.com. Uh, I would to thank you for coming on here this evening. 1724-444-7444, call ID 138055-POUND. This is episode number 402 of the Mothership Broadcast, WCWS Revolution. Of course, this is Tuesday, October 17, 2017. Once again, Mr. W S Chad Hinshaw back on the line here with you. Now alongside the Iceman JD here at DJ of course, Iceman JD the 2015 and 17 Hall of Famer. He is also, of course, uh, part another part of the team that brings you WWS Raw Radio, of course, every Monday afternoon right here on Talk Show. Uh just to give it give give, give a, also speaking of, of course, our lineup for the rest of the week, let's go ahead and let you know about tomorrow night as well as of course we bring once again our Triple Threat Wednesday. As, once again, with his gentleman, I'll be back on for tomorrow's edition of WWS Outside the Ropes, as J.D. and I will, of course, bring be bring the latest pop culture headlines from, of course, 411 Media and, and all of our other sources as well. And, once again, we do put uh, J.D. back in the hot seat again for another big-time movie trivia challenge. And then, of course, uh, <clears throat> N.W. Madness Kingdom will be back on with WWS Wrestling Debate tomorrow night. As they will be talking about, no doubt about what happened on raw Monday night, what happens on SmackDown tonight, uh TLC coming up here this Sunday. Uh a lot of other things I'm sure will be thrown out there on the table. So we'll d- definitely be bringing that here to you. The NW of Madness Kingdom will bring you rest and debate tomorrow night from eight to nine, of course. As well as I'll be back home with WWS Revolution as we will talk about SmackDown. Of course, more wrestling news and views and history and birthdays and other things going on as well. Of course, outside the ropes, one four one three eight seven pound wrestling debate, one three nine nine two five pound, and of course revolution, one three eight zero five five pound. Do not miss out on that. <clears throat> uh, let's see right here. Uh, well, we just JD now on here. We'll uh, let me see here. Uh, let me see.
1: Yeah, let me see if I can
2: find, uh, let me Let me see. Uh,
1: uh, let, me, let me try something here. I think uh, I was.
0: Uh, let's see.
1: Uh, oh. oh, I like. Oh, I like this. Let's see here. Hmm. No. Let's. Oh, okay. Let's, let's. Let's give this a try. Let's see how this looks. This is coming from uh, um, talking
2: about wrestling here, uh, called www.rrrather.com. This is kind of similar to maybe a would you rather sort of sort of thing here. Uh, um, let me throw this. Let, let me let, let me throw this. And this might be a. Uh, this is probably an older one here from a few years back, but I'm sure JD wouldn't mind giving this a little bit of a little bit of a, of a twist here. All right. Are you, okay. All right, yeah, this was done about maybe four years ago, but it's old, but it doesn't matter. We like to look through these old stuff anyway. Um, first question here is, is wrestling a martial art, yes or no? no? No. Okay. 55% say, and believe it or not, and, this is, and these are these are like you're you're putting votes in here, Judy. Yeah. And believe it or not, 55% says no, it's not. Okay, there you go. But this might be pretty interesting. Let's give, this, let's give another opportunity here. All right. uh, what What is better? Um, I'm sure you've probably heard of one of probably heard of these, but let me just give this a try here anyway. Western combat sports or Eastern combat sports? Western. Western. Believe it or not, 54% say that Western is better than Eastern. <clears throat> interesting. Would you rather, J.D., um, Joseph Park stay in TNA and Abyss not return, or Abyss return to TNA and Joseph Park leave?
3: I'm going to say Joseph Park and, T- and Abyss leave.
2: Well, it's one of the – it's either Joseph Park stays and Abyss not return, or Abyss returns and Joseph Park leaves. The first one. Okay. Let's, let's, let's try that out, and, and Believe it or not, J.D., you're on the smaller end. Only 19% say that Joseph Park should have stayed, should stay, should have stayed in TNA and BIS not return. 81% want a to return. Huh. This, is an old, this is an older one, but this is still fun yeah. to do anyway. All right, J.D., which one of these two would you rather have back in the Olympics? Would you rather have softball slash baseball or wrestling?
3: I'm going to say baseball slash softball. Well
2: believe it or not, you're on the high end on this. Fifty percent say they'd rather see have that back in the Olympics. Only forty-eight percent want wrestling back in there.
4: Huh.
2: Interesting. Um, would you rather be? And they use and they, of course, this is the oh, this is the best way to talk about this by uh, using two older pictures of the legendary Hulk Hogan. Would you rather be, JD, the heel? Or the face? Heel. Rather be the heel. Believe it or not, on the small end on that too, J.D., 48% said they'd rather be the heel, or 52% said they'd rather be the face. Huh. As a high school slash college wrestler, would you rather be between 106 and 145 pounds or between 152 and 285 pounds?
3: I'm going to say 152 to
2: 285. Well, 50, 54% of the highest on the board, saying I mean, that they'd rather be between 152
3: and 285. Yes. Oh, and Shane McMahon will be returning next week in Milwaukee.
2: Can't wait to see how he's been uh, recovering since, of course, uh,
3: the. Yeah, uh, apparently, Sammy and Kevin Owens thought they had the last laugh on Daniel Bryan tonight. In the main event, but Daniel Bryan told on Howard that Shane will be returning.
1: Awesome. Well, I
2: wait to see. We're here comes the commit, the SmackDown commissioner next week. All right, JD. Who would you be more afraid of if you met in an alley? Mark Henry or Andre the Giant?
3: <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm yeah. Go, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna say Andre the Giant. Considering how tall he was, seven foot four, five hundred pounds, I'd say Andre. Well, you believe it or not,
2: JD? Fifty-one percent say they'd rather they would be afraid of Mark Henry, whereas only forty-nine percent say they would be afraid of Andre.
4: Hmm.
2: <laughs> okay, but two are both are big guys, so hey, you, it's yeah. hard to choose that anyway. All right, JD, and this is not what this is not what you're going to think it is, JD. So think, listen very carefully. Would you rather get a stink face from Tori Wilson or Kelly Kelly? Kelly Kelly, definitely. Ooh, yeah. Believe it or not, this was a blowout, J.D. 69% said they'd rather have one from Kelly Kelly rather than Tory Wilson, which only had 30,
3: 31%. Well, it's still hot, though. You can't go wrong, though. No, no. They still
2: they still haven't. The, I don't think the looks have really changed for either one of them since they've Left the wrestling business, Uh, JD. I have to step for just one second here. If you would mind gathering the plug and anything else you can throw out there, please do so. I'll be right back, and we'll continue this. This is is very more. It's big time interesting here, indeed. I'd like to do a little bit more of it. So I'll be right back.
3: Alright, four 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 seventy forty four. 444 call ID 138055-POUND. This is episode 402 for 10-17-17 here on the Revolution Show. It is 10.30 p.m. I am your co-host, the Ice Manager, Jared Drollman Of course, we've got Mr. WCW Chad Hinch on the line with us as well. Uh, for you baseball fans, as we mentioned, however, we've been keeping an eye on that L.A.-Chicago game tonight that is going on right now at Wrigley Field. And we do have an update on that game. It is two to 2-1 right now in favor of the Dodgers in the top of the fifth inning. So L.A. trying to go up in that series 3-0, while the Cubs are trying to win their first of the series here. Of course, earlier today, the Yankees, of course, as we told you, came back from a four-run deficit, however, to beat the Houston Astros and have tied that series up at two games apiece now as they won their second game in as many days. Um, don't forget, of course, ladies and gentlemen, coming up, this Thursday night, ladies and gentlemen, Top Peel will be back in its rare form, of course, at six p or seven PM. Gerard T. Smith, myself and the Black Widow and the rest of the Top Peel gang will be giving you our opinions. One four oh five six two pound, ladies and gentlemen. Be sure to check that out. And then of course Wednesday or not Wednesday night, excuse me, Thursday night we will have Wolfpack for you beginning at nine PM, one three eight, five two one pound. So be sure to check that out as well. Uh, one other business notes to report, however, earlier today, according to reports, and we'll mention this on Outside the Ropes tomorrow, of course, as we talked about earlier before we got on the air tonight, however, it has now been reported that Dallas Cowboys superstar running back Ezekiel Elliott was granted another legal reprieve tonight in his fight to avoid a six-game suspension over domestic violence allegations. A federal judge has granted him a temporary restraining order in blocking the league suspension, as earlier today, U.S. District Judge Paul Crotty's ruling came five days after a federal Federal Appeals Court overturned a Texas court injunction that had kept him on the field. Elliott will play this Sunday at San Francisco for his team after being off last week. At the time, Cotty granted the request for a temporary restraining order pending a hearing before the presiding judge, Catherine Polk-Vehla, who is on vacation. However, he did order the league to appear before failure by the end of the month to argue why the suspension should not be blocked until courts in New York and Texas can rule on challenges that the Players Union brought against the suspension. So, having said that, mind you, like I said, folks, this is the way it looks right now, however. He will play, like I said, however, if we can just get it up here, I just saw a second ago. Okay, he will play this week against San Francisco and next week at Washington. However, they will be home in Week 9 against Kansas City, at Atlanta in Week 10, and then home again in Week 11 against Philadelphia, and Week 12 against the L.A. Chargers. So for the time being, he will play over the next five weeks. So we will definitely be keeping an eye on this story. So as of now, however, it looks like he might be playing pretty much the whole year unless something happens. Uh, between now and late December. So it looks like that suspension might not kick in until early next year, but we will definitely be watching that. Absolutely.
2: Big time there. Uh, yeah, that's, again, like I said, ladies and gentlemen, this is, of course, a big-time uh, situation here. Of course, like I say, again, not holding true to the, as we all say, fundamental principles of what of what football should be all about. Uh, apparently now they've made it more along the lines of, Everything from money to lawsuits and not being getting what they want and all that in order to play, uh, instead of not caring about what it should be caring about and that is winning, winning a, winning a good, uh, uh, <clears throat> good game here for of course and making of course the cities that you host very very prou- proud of you. Well, like I said,
3: I mean, he was originally supposed to be suspended for the first six games this year, and that six games this year, that got overturned, and now, like I said, after hearing another legal reprieve tonight, how to avoid another suspension, how in which the judge granted a temporary restraining order and blocking the league suspension and to play starting this week in Frisco, of course, as I mentioned, this, of course, comes five days after a federal appeals court overturned a Texas court's injunction that had kept them on the field, the judge, of course, known as Paul Crotty, granted the request for a temporary restraining order. However, pending the hearing before the presiding judge, Catherine Polk Fiala, again, as we mentioned, again, we'll say this name one more time, who's on vacation. However, he did order the league to appear before Paella by October 30th, that's two weeks from now, to argue why the suspension should not be blocked until courts in New York and Texas can rule on challenges that the Players Union brought against the suspension. We'll
2: definitely be keeping an eye on this, and we'll keep everyone informed informed of the situation as it develops sir. J.D., thank you very much for bringing that up. Now we go back to our thing here, rrrather.com, as we do this, these little uh, um, little voting things here. Kind of interesting to see how everyone thinks about all this. Uh, keep in mind, J.D., this was from about 2013 when these were done. So it's about, these are a little bit old on, but that's okay. Between these two uh, superstars, J.D., who do you hope wins? And I will go ahead and tell you, I'm on to officially, I was actually kind of deafening with. It's the battle of of the Bella Boys, as as I started calling it here. All since right. I start, I'll tell this. Who do you hope wins between John Cena and Daniel Bryan?
3: I'm gonna say Daniel Bryan.
2: And Daniel Bryan. Well, believe it or not, oh my lord, it's a tie. What? It's a freaking tie. <laughs> How in the hell is that possible? 20, almost 2,200 votes here four years ago, I guess including the one we just made here. 50% of this hopes that Sino wins, while 50% hope that Daniel Bryan wins. <laughs> okay. Again, as, as I said, raise it. Uh, next up, this is from three years ago here, JD. Yeah, we're gonna. There's, there's gonna be a few more pages of this, so we're gonna have a little fun with this. Uh, okay. What's the better submission hold, the sharpshooter or the figure four?
3: Ooh, good one.
2: Yes, it is good I'm one.
3: I'm gonna say the sharpshooter. I will take the sharpshooter on this one.
2: Sharpshooter. Yeah.
3: But believe it or not,
2: the sharpshooter blows out the figure four, seventy-two percent to twenty-eight percent.
1: All I gotta say is, wow. And people are leaving some comments about this.
2: Somebody from out of all places, JD Norway. I didn't think that WWE went out that far. Uh, it's, 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 it's a world thing, I guess. I guess they do. It says this was made. This comment was made three years ago. It says it looks like quotation marks WWE, which means both of them are fake and shit.
4: Huh.
2: Well, they say that the storylines are not real, but the Actions are quite real, from what I understand. As people have leg- legitimately have gotten hurt because of this. So. Yep. Okay. Which? Oh boy, this is going to be the ultimate thing here. Uh, uh, this is going to be the ultimate thing right here. Uh, this is going to be a kind of tough one to decide, JD. But, but I'm, I'm dying to find out what you think here. Which of these two do you prefer, DX? or the NWO? NWO. Oh, boy. Okay. And, whoa, believe it or not, 59% say that they prefer DX over at the NWO.
3: It's obviously he'd freak. <laughs>
2: 41% only feel that they prefer the NWO. Uh, and somebody from Washington State was doing their impression, if you remember, the counselor from South Park, and said, wrestling and violence is bad, okay?
3: Smack him, okay. Drugs are bad, okay. Yeah. Okay. How. <laughs>
2: yeah, oh, yeah. My favorite one was when they, 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 remember the one years ago, I haven't seen this one in ages, Barbara Streisand turns into, like, a Godzilla-like
3: creature. Yes, person. yes, yes. The guy from the, uh,
2: what was that band called?
3: Uh, oh, oh, God, I can't remember
2: that. The Lord. That's what it was. Turned into something, and he took, he, he, he took out, uh, uh, he, he he tries to go after, and I think he takes down, he turns into like a moth like creature.
4: Mm-hmm. And every time
2: they change and all that, they say something in Japanese, which is funny. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it was hilarious. Anyway, let's get back to this right here. Now, we're thinking about a long time. We're thinking about 2014 here, JD. All right. Uh, um, okay. Uh.
1: Okay. Who do you think? Somebody asked about who's going to
2: win the Royal Rumble match on Sunday, January 26, 2014. Uh, um, well, let's see. They've got a picture of a bunch of different superstars for the Royal Rumble. Then they got a picture of Vince by himself
3: hmm.
2: uh, giving his middle finger to somebody. I'm not sure. I think it was Austin.
3: It, was. it might have been Austin or me, isn't he? Right. Whoever was. Well, well, let, let let's, let's I think what it's saying is,
2: cause if it was between a super a, uh, a superstar and Vince McMahon, we'll say. I mean, what would you? Well, I mean, I know this was three years ago, but what what would you think here? uh,
3: the person I think you know who it would be, and this is just my guess, Batista or maybe CM Punk, possibly CM Punk. However, I'm thinking.
2: Right. Well, this was, uh, um, well, believe it or not, eighty-four uh, percent feel that I think that a WB superstar would would have won that rumble. While only sixteen percent felt I think uh, that I think Vince McMahon uh, probably would have done it. And, so, and it had actually a comment underneath this picture of Vince that said, "I am gay and enjoy having sex with farm animals." What? (laughs) Okay. uh, All right, you might have heard of these guys right here, here JD. But these are college, these were college wrestlers, I think, three years ago. I know. I guess by now they're out of college. I'm not sure, but you might have heard these guys. Uh, Let me let me ask you: the best college wrestler between these two, Kale Sanderson or Kyle Dakay?
3: Yeah, I know who you're thinking of. I've heard of Kale Sanderson. I mean, it you know, if he was a pro, he, I mean, he is as tough as nails. He's an All-American at Penn State. He was a badass in college. And, I mean, it's a shame he never got into pro wrestling because, I mean, he would be very talented in pro wrestling. I'm going to say Cale okay, Sanderson. Because I mean, he's a legitimate was, badass, yeah. Well, believe it or not, this Kyle Duckey received the most
1: votes with 56%. Hmm. while wow.
2: Kale only got 44. Um, uh, let me see here. Uh, someone from Ireland said college wrestling is a load of BS.
3: What? Someone from Ireland said this. Where's Chase when You need him, you get a kicked son of a bitch.
2: Yeah, there you go. Okay, I think these are two more, I think. Uh, they have wrestled in the Olympics or... Probably were college wrestlers too, but you have heard of these guys. I'm not sure, but let me ask you.
1: Okay.
2: Uh, between these two, which one would you consider to be your favorite, Jordan
3: Burroughs or David Taylor? I've heard both of them, but I'm going to go with David Taylor. David Taylor, well, believe it or
2: not, Jordan Burroughs
3: gets it again. Gets it
2: with 52 percent, while David David Taylor only got 48 percent. Uh, and uh, someone was guessing but they were both Olympians. They wanted to look like they were dressed like the Olympians. There, so. Okay, here we go with more with more, um, with more um, familiar surroundings here, J.D. Who was, and I'm going to add a little bit to this, to this, as both of these teams have a little something in common. Who was the better tag team of the 80s 90s that was managed by Mr. Fuji? Demolition or the powers of pain?
3: Demolition, no doubt.
2: Well, demolition and a blowout. Sixty four percent to powers of pain, thirty six percent. And and somebody voted here a year ago, coming from Gerard's Neck of the Woods, Ontario, Canada, saying, Why is Mr. Fuji in both pictures?
3: Because Mr. Fuji was a hell of a manager and he was the leader of Fuji Fice, you nerds.
2: Yes, and of course he he managed both these teams, and he managed,
3: he and of course, he managed the original Beach Bum Don Morocco in Fuji yes. Vice. I mean, I mean he also was a hell of a wrestler with Tanaka and a great tag team wrestler. I mean, right. I mean the guy was. I mean, you talk about one of the most underrated managers in history. He was him. It was him. That's it. That's he also it. managed I think George Steele. I think for a time. I th- yeah, I think it was him and Freddie Blassie both managed George Steele, if so I remember. I, I'm pretty sure I'm right on that. I, I, know, I know I know, Blassie did, and I think Fuji was his first I'll, I'll, I'm going to pull up uh, Fuji.
2: Hey, I think you're right, because wasn't there that, wasn't that something about that uh, that George Steele was involved in a tag match and I think that Fuji was
3: managing yeah. him
2: somebody yeah. else or something? Yeah, yeah.
3: He managed. That, yeah, he managed oh, Short play, Steel. Yeah, that, he managed Bob Or the Moon Dogs, Jim Nighthart, Sika, Kamala, the Berserker, Crush, Yokozuno, Davey Boy, oh, Jeff Jarrett, uh, uh, the Moon Dogs. Uh, of course, like I said, he also did Tiger Chung Lee. What?
4: Right, okay. Okay. In
3: fact, he broke. In fact, his career began at the age of 31. In fact, he debuted on my birthday in '65 under the name of Mr. Fujiwara. Went to Don Owen's Portland territory. Then in the '70s. He then teamed up with Tanaka, who was managed by the Grand Wizards. They defeated Sonny King and Chief J. Strongbow for their first title. Uh, they lost the degree in Haystack's Calhoun in May of 73. He went to Georgia Championship Wrestling, then came back again in the mid-late 70s in the WWWF. And uh, Freddie Blass, was their manager, uh, let's see, he was, I'm looking here, five times a WWF Tag Team Champion. But it's funny, 1984 mm-hmm. 385 and 1987 named Worst Manager of the Year. I'm sorry. Bullshit. Bullshit. He was great. Well, yeah, he might, been a, he might have been a heel,
2: but I mean, yes, he was considered one of the, one of the best there. I mean, I'm glad he's also in the Hall of Fame, too.
3: Yeah, but, me too.
2: Uh, so, bar, bar none, yeah, so there you go.
3: Um,
2: okay, next question here. This is from two years ago, JT, when this was done.
1: All right. Would
2: you rather start an underground fight club? or start an amateur wrestling club?
3: Amateur. Believe it or
2: not, 51% said they'd rather start an underground fight club, where 49% would start an amateur wrestling club.
3: Yeah, of course you would, because first of all, a fight club.
2: Right.
3: Yeah, that's the, yeah, that's, the, that's
2: right. And you just said it, because a couple of comments here saying if they would start an underground fight club, then Brad Pitt would be there. <laughs>
4: Hey, and hey, in him and him Norton.
2: <laughs> yeah. There you
4: go. And hold a
2: big bar of soap, too. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Would you rather, JD, right. watch real wrestling or fake wrestling?
3: Mm, I am going to go on record. I mean, obviously, we all know. Uh, I, I mean, I love fake wrestling, is the next guy, but I want to see real wrestling. What?
2: Alright, well well real wrestling of course is talking about as in you know the Olympics and all is what, yeah. they, what they're talking to talk about, yeah. But um but uh, uh and I'll tell you what the person who came up with this why they why they why they did this question here and I'll tell you about this in a minute. <laughs> but you said real wrestling. Yep. Well believe it or not, J D, forty one percent said they would watch real wrestling but fifty nine said mm-hmm. they would rather watch Fake wrestling, or what we like to talk about here. So WWE, all that sort of thing. Right. Well, did here's
3: what. I was gonna say. Did you hear real quick uh, that there was talk? That I I can't confirm it yet, though. But there has been discussions Sorry, WWE is talking about bringing Mass and Rain in from TNA. Bringing
2: who?
3: Mass and Rain, fully raised girlfriend. Is that?
2: I thought Velvet Sky was.
3: Ray's girlfriend. I think it's Mass. Oh yeah, Velvet no, Sky. Like, is, yeah, that's guys. right. That's they're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, you're right. But they are talking about bringing I mean, Mass and and Velvet Sky both in. I'm hearing. Well,
2: that would be great. Had a little bit of a twist to the women's division, along with mm-hmm. uh, you know, seeing them go up against, you know, you know, especially like against Charlotte, Becky, Bailey, Sasha, Asuka, Naya, all of them. I mean, Alexa. And I mean, let
3: Batista is set to uh, voice multiple roles in the upcoming animated action comedy Groove Tales, in which Jamie Foxx is supposed to star and produce in the film, while Cameron Hood of Kung Fu Panda is set to direct No Word when it's coming out, though. Oh, that's, yeah, we have to, can't, wait
2: to see, can't wait to see
3: that right there. I'll say, well, he's, had a, he's had a busy year. I mean, he's done Guardians of the Galaxy 2, he's doing Infinity War and Avengers 4, along with Hotel Artemis, Escape Plan, and he recently closed the deal to start and produce an action comedy franchise. And like I said, he's in Blade Run 2049. So That's I don't see him, because like I said, I mean, he, he has no big plans, I don't think, coming back to wrestling anytime soon. Well,
2: he's just doing he, it. Is this another one just like
3: with The Rock? He's like the, he's, yeah, I was going to say he's like The Rock. He's making bank, however. He's, doing pretty well. he's done very well, I think, out of wrestling.
2: But of course, you have to admit, though, that just, that just like The Rock, if it hadn't been for wrestling and all that, he would not have uh, these opportunities.
3: Exactly. Yep. Maybe Goldberg,
2: back in 99, when Goldberg did the Universal Soldier of Return, they said that Larry King interviewed him during that time, and, and, and they said that these things, are like doing like the movies and all that, and Goldberg went on record and saying, he has a remember that it was pro, pro wrestling that gives me the opportunity to afford me the opportunities to do these other things. So, I mean the thing about it is, I'm sure, like I said, that you know I'm sure that was that may be true to to the rock back in the day, and of course, now, with the deal with Batista kind of following those same this yep so I mean so that there you go but here's what this guy right here uh, said who did this this last thing, or he says, uh when he's talking about real wrestling and fake wrestling, uh, he's talking about greco roman style wrestling, there are more styles of wrestling wrestling such as freestyle folk style, amateur, and more, whereas WWE consists of actors playing out a script as written. It's like a live
0: movie.
2: That's the way he describes WWE, a live movie. Crazy. I've never heard that. Would you? Okay. (laughs) This is going to be good. This next one is going to be really good, J.D. Would you rather, this is from two years ago as well, would you rather see CM Punk return to the WWE or John Cena retire from the WWE? That
3: is a good one, though. Punk coming back. And you know, there is talk he might be fighting before the end of the year in UFC, I hear. I heard something about that. I think it's either the 29th or the 30th. They want to do something with him, I'm hearing. All right.
2: And overwhelmingly here, J.D., 74% say that Cena, they rather see CM Punk return to the WWE, while 26% say that they'd rather see John, D. Johnson retire from the WWE. Uh, and there's some from all around the, the world here voting on this. Okay, would you rather, J.D., clash with the Ultimate Warrior or fight the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be in Bret Hart?
3: Ooh, I would rather take my chances with the Warrior than get my ass handed to me in the dungeon by the Hitman.
2: Well, believe it or not, J.D., only 32% said they'd rather fight the Ultimate Warrior, while percent said they'd rather fight Bret Hart.
3: Yeah, good luck getting stretched down the dungeon there, guys. Seriously. Okay,
2: this has been a year ago, J.D., so we're, getting, we're probably getting into more recent territory here. Uh, the
1: better wrestler, J.D., Triple H... Or Brock Lesnar. Lesnar. Oh my God! You got to kidding me. Fifty-one percent say that the better wrestler is
2: Triple H, while Brock Lesnar only thirty-nine percent.
3: Oh Michelle, if she was on cheat freak. Michelle, oh,
2: she, 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 she
3: would, she would throw shit. It'd be a shit storm coming down.
2: You got that right. All right, we're getting into more recent territory here. We're still like, a, uh, from, this is just this, this done a year ago right here, but here we go. Who is the better wrestler here, J.D.? Batista or Finn Balor?
3: I'm going to say Finn. Say hey, Finn. Believe it or not,
2: 48% said Finn by 52% said Batista. Close vote there. A very close vote. Okay. And this is the last one right here. This was done about a year ago. Who would you rather meet? Which of these these two factions? The Shield or the Four Horsemen? Horsemen. Believe it or not, J.D., only 24% rather meet the Horsemen, while 76% overwhelmingly decide they want to to meet the Shield. What the hell? People, people, people. Someone, someone voted. Someone commented on this uh, nine months ago, and I'm sure JD, would agree. All they said was, "Rest in peace, Benoit." Ooh. Yeah, Ooh.
3: exactly.
2: That
3: was yeah. a little. That was a little out of bounds. I'm sorry to say.
2: Yeah, yeah, but I mean, yeah, I mean the thing. about it is, you remember what I mentioned before when they did the Ric Flair farewell thing back in eight. Uh-huh, uh-huh. One, of the guys, one of the guys that Triple H introduced to Flair whenever he was leaving was Dean Malenko. Right. And
4: you notice
2: that when Malenko came to hug Flair, that hug lasted a little bit longer than anybody else's.
3: And I think I mentioned this before. I think that's you right. Know, you know
2: why. Because, A, of the connection between not only Benoit and Malenko, but of course, Benoit. And of course, the one that Flair had—that he had with Flair and all of them with DeHorsten too—and they couldn't say anything on TV, but you could tell that
3: right they there was, they wanted to say something. Of course they, of of
2: course they did. I mean, I mean that's uh, 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 that is that. I mean, well, that, that,
3: that, that was, we've heard there's been talk they might be wanting to do. Like a movie that's the thing i mean do we see ever a movie coming out of that whole thing with Benoit? you know i' be, be i'd be i i be- i be
2: quite honest i be quite honest with you i personally i mean a lot of people in this world won't i'm sure, sure may won't they want to see uh
1: they
2: may they want, want to see it but uh me personally uh, uh to a degree i would yes i mean there might be uh there may be there may there may be uh, there may be one or two, there may there may be some some points
3: that a lot of people may not uh um, they can cut out some of the parts though
2: yeah well
3: that
1: that
2: that, that that's true too that's true too and you see, but what here's what gets me though, here's what gets me, is that you remember the proclamation that Vincent Man gave out after finding out a little bit more about the situation with Benoit, that they were not they were never ever on any sort of WWE programming whatsoever, that they were never ever going to mention anything at all about Benoit ever again. And and here's and here and here's the thing. Now, it's been talked about, and I've even read a lot of this during the wrestling histories and all that, especially, of course, when we look back at it in June and all that, which, of course, that's when that, uh, that's when that, of course, that situation uh, uh, um, took place and everything like that. Um, um, So, that, they're now, the network is actually now starting to um show moments involving Benwail but but what they're doing what they're doing is they're they're putting this at the edge at the end of uh, um um let me see what is it oh yeah, they're putting like uh, little warnings at the beginning
1: of of um okay. Saying that, saying you know that
2: you know this does this this does not change this does not change um, you know they I guess some about
3: I'm pretty sure good what I'm saying here
2: but they're but uh, they're
3: they're giving people wanting to have time. However, yes. Howard, he's had a good They're career. not condoning,
2: what, they're not, they're not condoning what, Bre- what Benoit did, obviously. Oh no. I mean, so. But however. But how, But however, like I said, they, I mean, they, they, at that point in time, though, J.D., I'm sure you would also agree that maybe they have started to realize that, you know, just like a lot of these wrestling, uh, we'll just call them underground wrestling fans here, especially like us, are, are, you know, have always pointed out the fact that you cannot talk about, you cannot talk about wrestling in general. Period. You cannot show any past matches. Uh, you, know, you know, without you know talking about some wrestlers, and there are some that have not been mentioned here. In a While I mean they're starting to come around again and mentioning Hogan, even after the situation he was in and everything. But now, like I said, you know they're 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 doing this on a on a tidbit on a on a, on a very slow process. And they're starting to show moments involving Benoit. And you see, they even mentioned the thing about, remember what happened with the uh, Over the Edge 99 about the incident that happened with Owen Hart. Yep. And what they did there. They gave a warning before that. And I even read that in the history one time. That they said that they're still showing that, but they're not showing that moment. No. They, had, they have out of, Yes, out of respect. To, o, to Owen Hart's family, um, I, to Owen Hart's family, no, they're not showing that particular moment, but, of course, they warned, them, they showed it and about it ahead of time that, you know, um, they're they're just, they're just letting, I mean, of course, there's a, but, of course, that's the, but, but I'm glad that they're putting that stuff out there, but, of course, I'm also glad about the fact that they're giving the they're giving the people what they want to see, and they want to see these are some of these guys, and a lot of people grew up watching guys like this, and the thing about it is denying them that opportunity to see that, you know, it's not it's, you're not truly really looking at wrestling the way it should be. If you do that, in my personal opinion, but of course we'll have to wait and see what happens here. Um, there, there is. Um, I was looking at something here, um, and I will. I want to talk about this fully here, but I found something on WWE.com, an article about the 100 greatest, 100 best matches, and uh, and and of course, according to WWE.com, the matches they listed here had had to met these criteria and these little notes here. Let me go ahead and and read them. First off, of course, the match must be the match that they're talking about must be available on the WWE Network, and obviously these matches are. The, the This list of the 100 best matches reflects WWE, WWE Network's availability as of Friday, February 24th of this year. So this is about eight months ago, but still, I mean, that's still okay. I mean, that's fine. They've probably added a few more since that time. And, of course, WWE.com recognizes sports entertainment as ultimately subjective. The best matches up to up to you, the WWE fan. Which which do you think is best? This is, this is is They go in this order here, J.D. We're going to go do a handful of these tonight. We'll go a little over the 11 o'clock hour, and we'll talk about, like, uh, let's talk about the first. We'll do 10 at a time here, from 100 to 90. Right. And I might go read what they have to say about it. I'm on, I want you to give me your assessment about each of these matches that I mentioned. Remember, these are
3: matches from... Oh, recent... and by the way, quick reminder, next Tuesday, however, also, our 30 Years uh, of the Survivor Series will be out on DVD. Be sure to check that out. Oh, absolutely. And There's then next... November 14th, they've got From Secret to Sensation, but today you have in your store, if you want to buy them, however... Finn Balor Iconic Matches, John Cena Iconic Matches, and Roman Reigns Iconic Matches. But the two that you might want to definitely keep an eye on, folks, is, of course, the 30th of Survivor Series that'll be out next Tuesday, and, of course, November 14th from Secret Sensation NXT Volume 2. Oh, we'll definitely watch
2: out for those. Thank you very much for that DVD report. uh, They're
3: also saying right now that next... It said maybe. (laughs) It depends on how it says here, however... That The best of Raw and SmackDown Live. These are some of the stuff that might be coming out for 2018. The best of Raw and SmackDown Live 2017. The best of NXT 2017. The best pay-per-view matches, obviously, of 2017. Shawn Michaels unreleased matches. The phenomenal AJ Styles. Best pay-per-view matches of 2017. The Shield might be coming out with another new DVD, maybe. And the 25th anniversary of Raw. Oh, that's going to be good. This is just some of the talks
2: about what they got planned. Oh. we we'll, very we'll we'll talk about the first ten right here that um that uh, that they had when this was like this was made back Oh, well, here by... we
3: go. Also about this though, you wait for this one? Now here's some other ones that are talking about. Macho Man unreleased, WWE twenty four collection, Shane McMahon's craziest matches, best of the Hardy Boys, and like I said, thirty years of SummerSlam. Oh, we'll definitely be
2: watching out for those. Thank you very much there, JD. We'll do, like I said, from 100 down to 90 here. And like these are matches, of course, like I said, they're now available on the network. It became available as of February 24th. So there, there, of course, will be a lot more matches now. But I figured, you know, why not read some of these right here? This is pretty darn, this is pretty interesting right here. All right, number 100, JD. From NXT TakeOver Revolution, the NXT title match, Neville versus Sami Zayn. Your insight, please.
3: Great match. Two great wrestlers that absolutely know how to get the crowd energetic, how are, and really find a way to just get, I mean, it's it, it it's tough to go against the other. I mean, these two always find a way to just really find a way to tear down the house. Absolutely. Number 99.
2: Out of hold you here, J.D., the WCW title match from Halloween Habit 1998. Goldberg versus DDP.
3: Great match, however, between these two, however, and you'll have to send me all this, too, by the way, so I can post it. Uh, again, great match with two good guys. However, the thing was, when they had the match originally, it cut out too soon, which was unfortunate, however. But the thing is, however, they uh, I've gone back and watched this, however. Uh, like I said, these two guys definitely uh, find a way, however, to uh, definitely... Give people a reason to watch. How these guys definitely were very unique in their own way.
2: Absolutely, indeed, indeed. And I'll send you the link after the show. Uh, I'll give you the yeah. I'll give you the link on your Facebook page after the show. Uh, number ninety-eight. ooh uh, oh, from your territory here, JD. I think you might get a kick out of this. The great Sasuke Ran Hamada and Masato Yakusiji versus BWO Japan, which consisted of Takamishinoku, Terry Boy, and Dick Togo, from ECW, barely legal in 1997.
3: Great match. Six great cruiserweights that absolutely tore the house down in Philadelphia. One of my favorite uh, ECW matches up there is one of my top in in my ECW great moments. And those six guys absolutely, totally, did not disappoint. They went, I mean, these guys, when it comes to international flavor, Howard, it definitely brought a lot of excitement, Howard. And this is one hell of a match you have definitely got to watch. You have never seen it before. Or if you're looking for six great guys who just really find a way to give the fans something worth their money's worth, this was it on Barely Legal 97.
2: Absolutely. We go back a little bit recent here The number 97, the NXT Women's Title Match from NXT TakeOver, May 29, 2014, Natalia versus Charlotte.
3: Great women's matchup. These two absolutely tore the house down and anytime you have a heart and a flare in the ring, Howard, it's magic. I definitely would agree.
2: Ooh, and then this one I don't want to watch this far down, I'm not sure, but of course one of the classic matchups here of all time, number ninety six, WWF championship match of WrestleMania three, Hogan versus Andre the Giant.
3: A great match with two of the best, no doubt about it. I mean, Hogan, the age he was at at the time, however, was only 33, 6'8", 300-plus pounds. Andre, 7'4", 500-plus pounds. Uh, Friendship was definitely tossed aside on this day, however. But, uh, again, these guys, however, had one of the two best matches that really made WrestleMania 3. Of course, obviously, the big one was the show-stealing IC title matchup. But this is another match that definitely had a lot of people talking.
2: Absolutely. Number 95 here, Falls Count Anywhere Street Fight for Monday Night Raw, September twenty-second, 1997,
3: Cactus Jack versus Triple H. When was this? September 1 of what day? September twenty-second, 1997, Monday Night Raw. Oh, yeah, this was in the Garden. I remember this, yes. Uh, This was the night that Austin did his stunner for the first time in the Garden. And uh, you talk about two guys who... uh, When you talk to the garden, you talk about a guy who uh, wanted to become a pro wrestler after watching so many magic memories that happened in the garden over the years in the form of Mick Foley, and this uh, was one match that did not disappoint, and this was one of the uh, most unique street fights of of, of that time. However, It was a hell of a match, and two great guys that are definitely Hall of Famers, no doubt about it.
2: Absolutely. Next up here, number 94, an NWA World Heavyweight title match from Wrestle War 1990. Ric Flair
3: versus Lex Luger. Good match. Not as good as Ric Flair and Sting that same year, but again, Ric Flair and Lex did have some good matches with each other. Time Star K88 I still think was one of their better matches, but again, uh, anyone Flair was in the business with, would it be Dusty Sting, uh, Nikita Koloff, Hogan. I mean, Flair always uh, sold like a million bucks, and as he always said in his promos many a time, he bled sweat and paid the price a lot, how and... Uh, it's caught up with him now, but uh, he always found a way to just give you a great match, whether it be a half hour, 40, 45 minutes, 60 minutes, even, sometimes even a short match. But he always could give you his all, and he was always balls to the wall. Absolutely.
2: Number 93 here, J.D., from SmackDown, June 14, 2013. Team Hell No, Daniel Bryan and Kane teamed up with Randy Horton versus The Shield.
3: Good six-person tag. I remember this match very well, and it was one of my favorites, however, by the end of the 2013 year. Hour and it was good to see Daniel Kane and uh, Randy have some good chemistry against uh, Seth Dean and Roman, and it definitely was one of the better SmackDown matches in recent memory. Absolutely. I would definitely agree with that.
2: Uh, number 92 here from Backlash 2000, a light heavyweight championship match, Dean Malenko versus Scotty Tuhani.
3: Not a bad match. The light heavyweight title never got the credit it deserved, which was a shame because there were so many good light heavyweights back then, like Malenko, like S.A. Rios, like Scotty. But uh, Malenko held his own, and uh, he showed uh, that he could uh, do pretty well with guys like uh, Never in his uh, weight class. Not like he was in WCW, but he still did enough. I gave people something to cheer for at times. And if they didn't like it, tough shit. There you
2: go. Number 91, another classic match here, J.D., the NWA World Heavyweight Title Match, No disqualification in a Steel Cage, from WCCW Christmas Star Wars, 1982, WCCW December 28, 1982, Rick Flair versus Kerry Von Erich.
3: Great match! I just watched this match again about two months ago, and it is one of the best WCCW matches in recent memory. Michael P.S. Hayes was the outside enforcer. Uh, this, of course, we would see much later, however, play a part in some other matches down the road in history, but uh, still, at that time, uh, Rick Flair, of course, coming into Texas in the Von Erichs' backyard, especially on Christmas, however, and uh, denying Kerry Von Erich a title. This will lead to the Freebirds Von Erich feud, but uh, a great cage match in the reunion ring, and the fans definitely did not leave disappointed that night. Absolutely,
2: and one more we'll go with before we, end, before we call it a night here. Uh, we go back a little bit more recent here. NXT Takeover, September 11, 2014. Neville versus Sami Zayn versus Tyson Kidd versus Tyler Breeze. Fatal Four Way match for the NXT title.
3: One of the best Fatal Four Ways in recent memory. I have this on a DVD, and actually, one hell of a fight with all four great guys. How like I said? I mean, you cannot say that one of those guys is disappointed whatsoever. They definitely stole the show that night.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. And ladies and gentlemen, the first ninety there. Uh, J.D., your overall account of the first 10 matches featured in this
3: list? This is actually a good list, Howard. and I cannot wait to hear more of these because I have some, I mean, I, I'm going to have a lot more to say about, I'm sure, more of these. But this is a good first 10, Howard. And you can, Like I said, if you've not seen any of these 10, uh, you definitely owe it to yourself to check out. Howard, but like I said, we'll be posting this in a couple places to check out. But like I said, if you uh, are looking for great history over the years, Howard, this is a good way to start out the top 10.
2: Absolutely indeed, and like I said, what better way to combine old and new than, you know, with a list like this big time here. And, of course, I like to we'll get this posted out there, and we'd love to get your thoughts and opinions, and you can go through all the lists here. And, of course, we'll be going through the uh, next 10 here tomorrow night on the Wednesday edition of Revolution, in addition to, of course, our rest of the news and views, history, and birthdays, and, of course, our thoughts and opinions on uh, <coughs> on tonight's edition of SmackDown Live which of course we have we have already heard a couple of 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 interesting uh interesting things that that has uh, that will no doubt take place and of course we'll definitely talk more about this of course here tomorrow night on episode four oh three of Revolution. <clears throat> but for now, ladies and gentlemen, I do want to thank uh, the Iceman JD Jared DiGirolamo, and the human super machine John Gross for, and also the last kicker Anne Marie Rickenbach for coming on here tonight for episode four oh two. Uh, Big-time talk here, indeed. What an icebreaker J.D. had, of course, for uh, talking about Raw. And, of course, John had a lot of great stuff here. Of course, we thank John for his also for his in-depth review of WWE, WWE 2K18. Of course, playing as himself, uh, going against some of your top talent there in WWE, in, in WWE, of course. Very, very interesting here, indeed. And, of course, this first ten of the uh, best matches of of uh, of. Best 100 matches, of course, according to WWE, of course, according to what is on the network, came on the network, became available on the network as of this past February. Uh, but I do I do thank, of course, uh, like I said, J.D. and John and Ann for coming on here tonight. Uh, of course, no doubt here we'll have some more fun here to the test, of course. Of course, before Revolution, remember, ladies and gentlemen, I'll be back on with Outside the Ropes tomorrow night from 6.30 to 7.30, as J.D. and I will give you the latest pop culture reviews on and also the Movie Trivia Challenge on Outside the Ropes, 141387 Pound. And also, of course, uh, J.D. Will be, back, will be back alongside King and W.O. and the Black Widow Michelle Lynn Dodds, as they, of course, do do, a, do a, some discussions and debates over, of course, uh, what happened on Raw last night on SmackDown tonight. Of course, what they think will take place with TLC. Another moments there on wrestling debate here tomorrow night, one three nine nine two five pound. And then of course we'll be back on with revolution, as I said, more wrestling news and views, more history and birthdays, more talk about uh, tonight's SmackDown live show. And of course we'll talk more a little bit more in depth about all of these uh about about the next ten here as we go from <clears throat> as, as we go from uh eighty nine from eighty nine to eighty. Uh, <clears throat> about um yeah, from 89 to 80. Uh, what matches will be in store here? Of course, it could be, but, and as you've heard right there, of course, a mixture of everything from from WWF back in the day to WWE Now, to NXT, to NWA, to WCW, WCCW, ECW, you name it. I mean, it's all except in one big grab bag here. Um, and JD, of course, eyes lit up when I mentioned uh, mentioned a lot of these great moments here. Of course, I'm glad to hear I hope I was hoping that a lot of these were probably a little bit higher up in the list, but I mean,
4: yeah,
2: especially the Hogan Andre from WrestleMania Three. I think like it would be up there a little bit higher, but well, of course, like I said, we didn't they we didn't do the voting; they did. So there you go. Uh-huh. Um, so for the Iceman JD, Jerrod to the Human Superface Machine John Gross, and the Last Kicker Anne Marie Rickenbach, this is Mr. WWS Chad Hinchell saying thank you so much for listening here tonight, and we'll join you here, of course. Well, of course, our triple threat Wednesday. Of course, outside the ropes, wrestling debate and revolution tomorrow night, right here on the WWS Radio Network. Of course, revolution is a broadcast as of said WWS Radio Network, where we are two years older and continuing to be bolder. The radio network continues to be and will forever remain your wrestling connection. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, take care of yourselves and each other. We'll definitely see you in the ring. And as always here in the WWS
1: radio network right here on TalkShoe.com. God bless everyone, and have a terrific evening. Good night all. Step into the world of power, loyalty